Entrepreneur on Fire 607. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. What I love about audiobooks.com is their free sampling. You can preview as many books as you like before you even sign up. Get started today with a free book by going to audiobooks.com slash fire. Funds are tight. I get it. But if your business thrives off phone calls, then you've got to go to evoice.com. You'll get $5 off every month for life when you enter promo code fire. That's evoice.com promo code fire. What, 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 what's up, Fire Nation? John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Dan R. Morris. Dan, are you prepared to ignite? Dude, light it. <laughs> Dan is a human behavior marketing specialist who primarily works with bloggers. He runs Blogging Concentrated, the nationwide conference series, and helps brands learn how to better work with bloggers. Dan, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Cool, man. So, Blogging Concentrated is kind of the manifestation of the previous 40 and a half years of learning stuff. I'm not exactly sure how it, everything that I've ever done culminated in this particular business, but just like everybody else on the planet, you are today what you know the previous years have made you. So I, I grew up military. You know, I've lived in 17 states maybe. I, 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 uh, I lived in Romania. I taught at a university there. I helped uh, a truck stop company building truck stops on the border of Romania and Hungary. I was in the infomercial world for a while, um, working the website, you know, driving traffic from TV to the web. What else did I do? I, it just seems like everything I've done has been so nutty. In fact, I, was the, I, I managed the College World Series uh, stadium restaurant when I was in college, which is really odd because, you know, usually adults do that. And I was thinking when I was 19 that I was managing, you know, the restaurant at this giant stadium that like somebody made a mistake. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> um, this should be for someone else. But, but yeah, they, they let me do it. And uh, one of my bosses was uh, Mr. Warren Buffett. He, he and the paper owned, owned the stadium. So I got to hang out with him every once in a while, which was, you know, somewhat inspiring. Um, but otherwise, uh, I got four kids and I, I live in Nashville, Tennessee at the moment. I'm trying to create a path from which I can move to the north so that I could give my kids some snow knowledge. They don't really, they don't really know much about snow yet and it bothers me. Every time it snows that they don't know whether it's packing snow or, or dust snow or snowball snow, they, they just don't know. It, that bothers me. So I got to get them up there. I got to give them that education. Well, Dan, being a Mainer and spending the first 18 years of my life in the great state of Maine, where our motto is the way life should be, mm. I can tell you I know the difference between snowball snow, snowman snow, packing snow, and all of the different kinds of snow. But I will also have to put a little qualifier in here that I don't want to use the word escaped because I love Maine, but I did leave the confines of Maine to my new home now in San Diego. And looking out the window today, on this brilliant Memorial Day morning, I have to say I, I do like my decision at this point. And, and on that note, we are recording on Memorial Day, Dan, so I want to thank you and your family for your service. Oh, well, um, I'll mention that to my wife. She's, uh, she gave me that evil eye this morning when, when I said <laughs> I had to do some work. 
She said, what? Dan, wow, you have an amazing journey. We're going to dive more into your journey. We're going to talk about blogging concentrated. We're just going to get entrepreneurial on Fire Nation today, which we love doing. And we're going to do that soon. But before we do, we love starting our show off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So Dan, take it away. Our success quote that we we, we just pound in people at, at Blogging Concentrated and everything we do is there is no should. It seems to me that we are asked questions all the time about should I do this or should I do that or, you know, is this the best way to post on Facebook or, you know, all of these questions that have the word should in it. And for me and, you know, for everything else, there there is no should. I mean, everyone will tell you that you, you need to be on you need to be on Facebook, but but Apple seems to sell millions of computers without having a Facebook page. So, you know, in everything that you do as an entrepreneur, it's it's kind of a test between your audience, your audience's loves and desires, and what you produce. And sometimes, I mean, that that just means trying things and in, in in knowing that some of them will fail. But in order to really succeed, in push through, you have to fail. And failing is kind of, you know, part of the deal. And if you don't fail, then you probably followed everybody's advice about what you should and shouldn't be doing. And that that doesn't really work ever in the end, because your audience loves you for a reason. And if you're doing something else tells you that, that they should, you know, tells you they should do, or you should do, it just it just doesn't end up being you. So we hammer into our audience all the time, there is no should. The only thing that I want you to do is always be moving forward, always be growing, always be testing things, always be trying things, asking your audience what they want, asking your customers, you know, what it is that they love, what, what, what will make them better. You know, and every once in a while, listen to that things that other people are doing, but don't ever rely on the should because the success factor between you and your audience is in you all by itself. Dan, I love the focus you've already brought to this interview because that is such a key takeaway we love to have in these interviews for Fire Nation. I mean, so many times we let external forces dictate our path in life. It is so important to look inside, to be authentic with yourself and to see what resonates with you to make that decision. There's no should out there. It's really mm-hmm. looking within and driving forward with what works. And what we're about to dive into, Dan, is a failure that you've experienced in your life. And just one thing that I love sharing with Fire Nation when we're talking throughout these interviews is that so many times these failures that my past guests, and there's now been over 600 of them on Entrepreneur on Fire, happen when they don't follow their intuition, when they are taking the external forces and applying those instead of looking within. But then on the flip side, when they do follow their gut, when they do listen to their authentic self, that's when their aha moments and successes are happening. So Dan, tell us a story. That's what we love here at Entrepreneur on Fire. We love real stories where you break it down for us and take us with you to that moment in time when you have failed in the past. So share with us that story, Dan, and the lessons you learned. You know, I've listened to a lot of Entrepreneur on Fire calls, and, and uh, there have been a lot of great stories. And I, I, I really searched my head trying to come up with, you know, some some one of the many failures <laughs> that really could, you know, could bring some insight to light. And I feel like my biggest failure, and this is going to seem so shallow, but for me, it's, it's big, is, is I, I spent a lot of years regretting one thing. And 
you know, it's not like a business failure, but it's a mindset failure. It's something I just couldn't get past. And that was, you know, when I went to, uh, when I was in high school, I got pretty good grades and I did really well on the ACT. And I thought, I thought that was going to translate into something amazing. And I applied to some big schools, Pepperdine and McGill and I forget what the other one was. Oh, University of Pennsylvania. And uh, I got I got scholarships from them. And I thought, no, this is fantastic. <laughs> but what, what happened was I got half scholarships. I didn't get full rides. So I got these, you know, they got this letter on the table and it uh, – it said, hey, come to, you know, Pepperdine, you know, we'll pay your books and half your tuition. And, and I'm thinking, wow, that only leaves like 40,000. Woo. <laughs> you know, like, great. And then, so I'm waiting, you know, and University of Pepperdine or Pennsylvania comes in and, and it says basically the same thing. And, and then I'm, when I'm waiting for McGill and, it, and uh, it says the same thing. And what I didn't realize was that all of these scholarship letters had deadlines and so while I was waiting, you know, always waiting for that next thing to come, I, I missed all the deadlines, all of them. And I ended up not having a place to go to college, you know, come August after my, you know, after, after I graduated, I had nothing. So I, uh, I was living in Omaha at the time and I actually walked to the registrar's office at the University of Nebraska, Omaha, and asked them, could I, could I go to school here? <laughs> I got no home. So I went to the University of Nebraska Omaha and it's a commuter campus. They didn't have dorms. And for a long, long time, I felt like, like I, I missed out on this major life experience and, you know, this whole dorm life, this rite of passage until I, I would say two years ago, you know, I'm, I'm 40 and a half now, but two year, years ago, I had this thing in my head that I had lived life without, without doing this one rite of passage. And it kind of bummed me out whenever I thought about it. But what I didn't realize was all the good stuff that comes when you when something bad happens. You know, and that really wasn't even that bad. I mean, and looking back, it didn't really matter. But you know, instead of instead of living in the dorms and doing this dorm life existence, where I thought you know I thought you know the grass is always greener, I thought it would be this unbelievable college experience. I ended up uh, doing a commuter school. I managed, as I mentioned a moment ago. I managed a stadium and I worked for one of the most powerful men in the world. The Oracle of Omaha himself. Yeah. And then not only that, but I mean, the, I was in charge of all the catering. So every concert that came through there, like I got to meet, you know, every celebrity that came through. And, you know, when you're talking about college, this is a cool job. But what I realized last year or two years ago was that this thing that I had in the back of my head, this, this really weird mental regret, everything that I had done because of that, because of not going to college at a dorm had resulted in where I was at that moment in time. And that moment in time is pretty good. You know, I get a great family and, you know, I'm living in a good spot and we're running a great company and everything seems to be working. But why I would let, you know, any part of my mind go back to this one weird regret really had always bothered me. And then I forget who it was, but somebody really just shook me up and said, hey, dude, seriously, all the things that you did, all these little failures, all the worries, all the trips, everything that you've done because you didn't go there is what made you, t you know, what you are today. So like totally revel in that. So my, my failure that I came up with was that I let something like that kind of, even if it was for five seconds a day, it derailed my ability to, to be happy and to move forward and to get excited about that day for that period of time. 
And we don't have time for that as entrepreneurs. All that, all that emotional baggage that we carry, we just, we just got to dump it because I got people to serve and things to do. And, you know, I got to be on the show and talk to you and I can't let five seconds or 10 seconds or a minute go by where I'm worried about something that's inconsequential as that, that could, I mean, that could really just derail any form of success that I could ever try to achieve. So I would say, you know, whatever you got in the back of your head, like just get rid of it and go forward and be excited and know that everything that has ever happened has led to today. Today is the greatest day that ever existed. Wow. And Dan, I actually would love to expound upon your phrase where you say that entrepreneurs don't have time for that. I truly believe that every single person listening to this interview right now, whether you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, you know, whether you are still in cubicle nation or you're a doctor, lawyer, nurse, whatever you might be, we as humans don't have time for that kind of emotional baggage. And there's a great book that's out there where this woman interviews people who are in hospice. So they're on the last weeks and months of their lives. And she asks them what their top five regrets in life are. And time and time again, the number one regret that people have is that they didn't have the courage to act in the areas that they wish they did that would have resulted in them being their authentic self, that they let those external forces overtake them and what other people thought were important, realizing at the end of their lives, unfortunately for them, too late that they really would have led a much happier and freer life had they always just looked within and they would have served the people around them in a much better area as well. So Dan, you pulled out a lot of great things from your failure in life that you've applied to your life. And what I want to do now with Fire Nation is just break it down into one lesson. I want you to speak to Fire Nation right now in just one sentence that you want the listeners right now that are listening to this today to walk away with. You know, what I'm getting is that you know, don't always be waiting for that next thing. That grass is not always greener. Sometimes you just need to grasp onto the moment and actually sometimes oft all the times to the moment because that's all that you have is that moment and be the best you can in that moment. And Dan, what do you want Fire Nation to walk away with? Tomorrow is only as good as you make it. And you can, that's all you have. You've just got tomorrow. And, you know, anything that derails how awesome tomorrow is going to be is probably not worth spending your time working on. Just make tomorrow awesome. Love this. And Dan, let's now go to the other end of the spectrum. Let's talk about another story, but this story is going to be about an aha moment, a light bulb that went off at some point in your entrepreneurial journey. So just like you told an amazing story with your failure, tell an amazing story with your aha moment too. Take us there with you when you have this moment. And then Dan, walk us through the steps that you took to turn that moment into a success. So... I'm going to say this was last August. We did a blogging concentrated full day event in Milwaukee. And part of our plan up to that day was that in each city we had a, a local host. And the the local host um, was kind of responsible for some of the, the aspects of the day. In this particular day um, – the local host was helping with, with making sure that we had a, a catered lunch that was, you know, that everybody would enjoy. And up until that moment in time, I'd always insisted that we have a couple vegetarian and a couple, uh, a couple gluten free type options just in case, you know. And, and so lunch comes around 
and uh, there's a couple of gluten free folks that ask, you know, if we have if we have anything for them. And uh, I, I asked her host, "Hey, where's the gluten free option?" And she she pointed to a a tuna fish sandwich. Now I don't know if you know anything about gluten free, but but bread is not part of the part of the program, right? So a tuna fish sandwich, which might be good for Catholics during Lent, was not the plan for today. So I had the situation where I had two individuals, you know, at an event that didn't have lunch, and all of a sudden, while everyone else is seated, seated, they were outcasts, you know, in their own head, they were different. They were seated apart. They were waiting. They weren't eating, and that that made me madder than I think I've been in a long time. I, I mean, I just I hate that we can't, you know, that that everyone doesn't have that deep sense of empathy where we really just need to know what life is like through other people's eyes so that we can prepare, be prepared to make their journey special. So anyway, um, that sets up this next part. So that particular day, this is a coincidence, but that day, that evening, I went and met with a life coach. Now I'd never, never wanted, I, I had no idea what a life coach was. And I, to be honest, I, I really thought it was kind of a joke. I thought, really, this person is a life coach? All right. So I went and met as part of another agreement, and um, she had previously asked me to write down six things. She said, I want you to write down the six characteristics that you want to instill in your children. And I thought, all right, this is going to be an interesting exercise. So I wrote down, uh, you know, confidence, and I'm I'm real big on worldliness which is not really a world, but word, but the idea that I want to take my kids to the North so that they can have snow knowledge. Like that's part of my whole thing. I, I, I want, I, I hate that we don't know stuff. So I need to move the kids wherever necessary so they can know stuff. So, you know, after the winter, we're going to move to a beach place because I need them to understand what life is like living near the ocean. So anyway, I, I listed these six things out and confidence and, intelligence and you know being able to make decisions and then i had this other one called the recognition of depth and which doesn't exist either but it's this notion that i I want my kids to always understand there's a difference between a product and its marketing there's a difference between being pretty and being wonderful you know there's always something deeper than just that's on the surface and I, i want them to grow up with this so i added empathy at the end of this list because of this day you know and this this sandwich situation that really just irked me. So I got to this life coach's meeting and she said, she said, you know, I had you write down the six characteristics that I wanted, you know, I wanted to know what was important that you instill in your kids. And I said, yeah, I did that. Here's the list. She said, well, that's not really what the list is. This is basically a list of the six most important things to you as a person, not necessarily to your kids. So this was my aha moment. She said, take that list, empathy, worldliness, you know, the recognition of depth. And I want you to think about this. If your business grows and you do more blogging concentrated events and maybe you can't even do them all. So now you start hiring people to help facilitate the events. She said, can you see a moment in time in your future where one of these six characteristics gets compromised? And I thought, holy moly, I have never in my life had a filter from which to look through my business growth. Like the idea that 
empathy is that important to me that I should be, you know, if I hire someone, I need to make sure that they, they, they hold that to their heart as dear as I do to mine. It doesn't matter as much that they know the material. I can teach that. But these six things that I think are really, really important in life, can I find a moment in time when one of them would be compromised? And, and I, I kept thinking I could find a hundred moments in time where each of these would be compromised. So, I mean, that was, I mean, that was a life coach. Her name was Patricia Classen in uh, Milwaukee. And, uh, I just had never, I mean, I didn't even think I could really get anything out of this meeting. And all of a sudden I had this filter from which I was going to look through all future decisions. You know, where do my kids go to school and what do they value? And, you know, my business partners and what do we teach and what resources do we talk about? Are are those, do those companies have the same kind of ideals for me? So for me, you know, I would, I would ask your listeners, you know, write down the six things that you think you want your kids to grow up with. You know, what kind of people do you want them to be? And use that as your business filter. Are you that kind of person? And because, and I heard this quote in a, <laughs> in a really, really well done commercial recently. It says, your kids will take education as seriously as you do. If, if you think these six things are important in your life and your business, and you prove it to yourself day in and day out, your kids will feel the same way. But if you... Don't feel it deep in your heart and you can't exude those six characteristics, then your kids will, they'll never be able to just hear the words. They'll never know that. I mean, you can just tell them empathy is important, but unless you live it, you know, in your business and, you know, and for your family and for all the people you, you know, who you lead, they just, it just never will be as, as important to them as it is to you unless you show it. So my aha moment was this, was that. That's the filter for business growth, not the money, but I mean, how do we end up being better people? So Fire Nation, what Dan's done so eloquently throughout this entire interview is stay laser focused on the intrinsic theme of looking within, you know, don't let those external forces come in and shape your way. Look within yourself, write down those six traits that you want to see yourself living and that will exude outwards from there. And Dan, what I want to do now is bring things to present times because we had a little pre-chat interview where we were talking about where you're at right now in Nashville, Tennessee, and how entrepreneurial it is and how there seems to be meetups and mix-ups and tweet-ups every single day of the week. It's just a great place to be in the world, and you have a lot of exciting things going on with blogging concentrated, but share with Fire Nation right now just one thing that has you fired up and share with us why. Man, I feel like I am fired up about every part of our business. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) which is nutty and we're but i would say the thing that the thing that cost me the most money and the most pain was also the thing that's the most exciting and that is we i mean we're small which i love but more than small we are as nimble as it gets i mean every we have five blogging concentrated curriculum and from the beginning even though we have a core curriculum for for instance we have one called sequoia we've yet to do one that's similar to the previous because every day we learn like, Oh, you know what? We could have done that better. Let's change that. Let's take that out. Let's do this a different way. So we are constantly fired up about change and I'm saying it's expensive because we, you know, we print these books to hand out to all 35 people to come to the event. And I'd love to order a thousand of these books, but 
every single event it's a dude it's a new book there's a new a new way we're framing a topic a new way we're doing things and um it just it just keeps me fired up all the time and what i'm most worried about is stagnation i'm worried about being the same i'm worried about putting out blog posts every day that exact you know the same look and feel the same sidebar the same everything i'm worried about that i think people get bored over time and i love the idea that everyone on the team grasps that look we just got to keep changing we got to keep being awesome and we can't ever fall in love with ourselves we've got to consistently fall in love with our customers and the moment that we fall in love with ourselves is the moment that we forget that we're not running the show we're really just providing services so change i guess change is what i'm fired up about consistently fall in love with our customers. Fire Nation, if you get that mentality in your head and maintain it in everything that you do, believe me, great things will come. And Dan, we're about to enter the lightning rounds. But before we do, let's thank our sponsors. If you want a small business, then incoming calls, whether they're from current customers or potential customers, is probably something you deal with quite often, right? And the higher the volume, the more potential for missed opportunities. What if I told you there's a way to manage your incoming calls so you never miss an important message? A few months ago, I was running a special for one of our online communities, Podcasters Paradise. If you order within a certain time period, you would receive 50% off. About 30 minutes before the special ended, I received an email of a voicemail transcript from a potential customer. The message explained that she was having trouble purchasing via her mobile device. Thanks to eVoice, I was able to help this customer place her order in time to take advantage of the savings and secure one more sale for my community. Never want to miss an important call again? eVoice is giving Fire Nation $5 off per month forever on top of their 30-day free trial. Just go to eVoice.com, enter promo code FIRE. That makes eVoice under 8 bucks a month. eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Do you enjoy consuming audio content? Great offer alert. Audiobooks.com is giving away a free audiobook when you sign up. No strings attached. Audiobooks are one of my favorite things in the entire world because they allow you to listen to great content instantly, no matter where you are. All you have to do is download audiobooks to your Apple or Android device for offline listening or stream them instantly. If you're not a fan of listening to audio on your smartphone, you can log into audiobooks.com and stream straight from your PC or tablet too. Audiobooks.com has an extensive library with more than 40,000 titles, including bestsellers, new releases, and all of your business favorites like the 4-Hour Workweek and Art of the Start. They also offer membership benefits like an audiobook every month plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. Why wait? Get your first book for free today by signing up at audiobooks.com slash fire. And Dan, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Dude, light it. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? The paradigm that we live in, the idea that we go from high school to college, college to emplacement in some sort of a company, and then going from there to being promoted and going from there to like moving laterally to some other company and being promoted. I was never held back from being an entrepreneur. I didn't see that in my future because I grew up in a paradigm where that wasn't part of the process. So when that finally came to being, which was way too late in the game, 
Um, I, I don't know that how the light bulb went off, but but I, there were twenty, you know, fifteen years where I just I didn't see it. I saw the next rung on the ladder. I saw the next company, the next place to be employed, and uh, it really was just the paradigm I lived in. It was just not really thinking outside of the of that. I'd, I'd like to say it was something deeper, but really, I was in a trench and I just kept moving forward. Dan, what's the best advice you've ever received? Scott Tusignant um, told me once, well, I think he's fatlossquickie.com, I believe. Maybe not. Don't look that up. Maybe that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> he told me, I asked him once if he would help promote one of my products. And, you know, I, I was very early in the game and I had a list of like 100 people and he had like 10,000. And he said, dude, like, I can't help you. Um, you know, you got 10 people on your list. You can't really help me. And then he said, you know what you need to do? You need to be the biggest small dog you can be. Go find somebody else with 50 people on their list and like work together and become become people with 100. And then go find people with 100 people on their list or 200 and then become a become a somebody with 400. And then go find somebody with 1,000 and become somebody with 2,000. And that idea that be the biggest small dog you can be is stuck with me from that moment. I got to just keep plowing forward. Now, that's just amazing advice for Fire Nation because, Dan, so many listeners right now are in those stages. I myself was recently in that stage when I launched Entrepreneur on Fire back in late 2012. And that was my attitude, be the biggest small dog that I could be and continue to grow off of that. In Fire Nation, exponentially, that growth can occur quickly. And Dan, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. I believe my willingness to help people is is the biggest thing. Um, when I first started going to conferences, uh, speaking at conferences, and even before I was able to speak at them, uh, the, even the very first one that I attended, I knew something that other people didn't. And you know, I'm a huge fan of the idea that in, in the kingdom of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> so at this uh, conference, the NAMS conference in Atlanta, um, and I was a newbie, but I knew how to use Twitter. So between sessions, I announced publicly, I said, hey, I'm going to be offering a how to use Twitter session in the hallway. And I had 30 or 40 people that you know sat around and I explained the whole process, you know, the DMs and the ads and, you know, everything. And this was 2008 or 2009. And that has continued to today. You know, if I get asked to speak at a conference, uh, you know, after I'm done, I'm sitting Indian style on the floor with bloggers, helping them figure out their opt-in box and other things. And that, that willingness to, to really just be in the trenches and, and work with people while basically while I'm being paid to be there anyway, um, you know, is really led to a lot of people feeling like I'm not just the, the speaker guy that's unapproachable on the stage, but somebody that is actually willing to, to help and provide tutelage. So for me, willingness to help has been probably my biggest. So I was recently speaking at a conference and I had the honor of listening to another speaker who was there, Ray Hingdon, and he talked about this method, invest, learn, and teach. 
And it's so simple. It's just three words. And so many people do the first two, but they never do the third. And he Mm -hmm. says, that's what holds people back so much. And you just shared your little story, Dan, where you did all three. You invested in yourself, whether it was just time, looking how to learn Twitter, or maybe it was through a course, who knows. But either way, you invested time and or money into yourself. Then you learned. But then you didn't stop there, which is where most most people stop. You took that next step, the final step, and you started to teach. So you were starting to be looked at as an authority figure with credibility in that space because you took that third step of teach. So Fire Nation, invest, learn, and then don't forget to teach. That is incredibly mm-hmm. critical and that can build your audience. And uh, I, would, I would almost just say you could substitute the word share for teach. Right. True that. Share. Because you're sharing your knowledge that you learned. Yeah. Teach has definitely has a uh, parent-son, teacher-student type connotation. And I think you can definitely be a friend at the same time and not have that. But really just while you're sharing, I mean, somebody's learning the same kind of thing, but just sort of a different connotation to it. I like that twist. In fact, I just changed the word teach to share in the notes, and it's something I've now imprinted in my mind, Dan. And that's how I'm going to go forward with these three words, invest, learn, and share. And Dan, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I am a huge fan of Twitter feed. Um, I use, you know, we have, I have, I have, uh, I don't know, 60 Twitter accounts for random clients and stuff, but I, I have two. Uh, one is uh, for our podcast, Blogging Amplify, um, where all it is, is the, I use Twitter feed to pull the RSS feed you know, it's kind of like using RSS Reader or Google Reader or whatever that used to be. But I send it to myself. Uh, I, I, you know, I have uh, the Facebook blog, the Twitter blog, the Pinterest blog, the Instagram blog. Like, like the the people behind the scenes that are developing these tools. I have their, you know, those feeds going to a Twitter account that I just sort of, you know, watch over and keep track of to see what's what's new and what's going on. So I'm a huge fan. I mean, some people use Google Reader, I guess, but I I like Twitter feed. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that Dan and I have been chatting about today at eofire.com slash Dan R. Morris. Sweet. Dan, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? So this is not an entrepreneurial book. Cool. It's awesome. There's a book called American Ground, Unbuilding the World Trade Center. By William Lang Weishish. But if you just Google American Ground Unbuilding the World Trade Center, you'll find it. His last name is long. Anyway, this is the story of what happened after the towers fell. The responsibility to clean up New York City fell on the hands of the sidewalk department in New York and really upon the shoulders of two people. And this is the story of their project management of that particular problem. Um, and it is fascinating. Like, did you know that underneath the World Trade Center was a water equalization pipe from one side of the island to the other? And the World Trade Center landed on that pipe and clogged it. So removing all that debris, you know, could have released a, a large flow of water into New York City. So they had to figure out how they were going to mitigate that problem. They also had to figure out how are they going to haul all that stuff out of New York City? So they had to dredge the river because the, the boats were going to be you know too heavy, too low for them to make it. But just the enormity of things that they had to figure out, plan, and do 
and they had to break rules. You know, in the city, you have to bid things out according to you know, city process. And they ended up realizing, you know what, that's not going to happen. We're just going to hire people and, and deal with it later. So for me, that book is just an unbelievable look at project management, you know, at its finest in terms of <laughs> trying to get everything done at one moment. It makes doing a daily podcast seem a little less daunting when you look at a task like that. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Dan, this next question's the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, I thought about this question for a little while. I read it, you sent it to me ahead of time so that I'd, I'd have, you know, I wouldn't be totally taken aback. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I couldn't decide. I didn't know. I didn't know if, if I wanted even if I was starting all over again, would this be where I start? You know, would I continue along the path of, of, you know, online marketing or, or would I become a bum, you know, with like no responsibility? You know, it it seemed to me in the question that I I no longer had four kids and a wife and I thought, well, 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 why would I even come home in the evening then? What would be the point of that? (laughs) Right. No one's there. I'm thinking that I would probably go to, orbits.com or Expedia and I would find myself a ticket with my $500 and I would, I would go somewhere like Fiji and I would just enjoy, I I feel like part of, (laughs) part of all of our lives misses. We're like, we're somehow we're missing that, that one piece. I'm not sure what it is, but you know, when we were kids and we were thinking about what life would like be like in the year 2000, right. we'd have all these hover cars and, and jets and, you know, the Jetsons would be real. And like, there's this, this sense of wonder that we had to some degree. I feel like we've replaced that sense of wonder with more like a sense of wonder of what we could do in our business. But that, that grand sense of wonder seems to be gone. You know, I, I want that back. I want to, I want to wonder, I, I want to go to Antarctica or, or, uh, you know, there's this, you know, the United States, we have this Appalachian Trail. Well, in, in Spain, they have one too that's 500 miles. I'd, if I could just get there and walk it, um, I think that'd be unbelievable. You know, I'd love to tell you that I'd, you know, I'd start finding trinkets of metal on the street and selling it on eBay and then, you know, slowly trading the red paperclip until <laughs> I got a, a house or, you know, one of those stories. But I, I really think that I would take my 500 and I would. I would search for a new meaning in life that I've, I've never been able to search for before. A new meaning in life. And that's the point of this question, Dan, is to take you, a successful entrepreneur, put you in the situation and just see what you would do. And I do think too many of my guests really try to kind of take the fun and the uniqueness out of this question to come up with some kind of business plan that will succeed. And that's never been the point of this question. This point has always been, if you could be Dan R. Morris and nobody knew you, but you still have all the knowledge that you've had and you just had this cleanest of clean slates, what would you do? And your, your answer is fascinating. I know that exact trail you're talking about in Spain. There's an amazing book about that. 
And Dan, you've just imparted some incredible advice, wisdom upon Fire Nation today. So thank you for that. And let's end with you giving Fire Nation just one parting piece of guidance. Then share the best way we can connect with you. And then we'll say goodbye. One parting piece of guidance. I got to say that, you know, you sort of, you sort of hit on it earlier and that if you live your life wondering what other people are thinking about the way you're living it, I think you miss it. So, I mean, we only have what, 99 years to get it right. So, um, figure out what makes, what makes you happy and, and just do it no matter what the other people say, just do it. There's just not that much time. And, you know, in the end, you know, like you said with the, the, the questions about the people and hospice, to which I'm going to say kudos to the hospice nurses around the world because other than moms, I, I don't really know of a more noble profession, and I'm pretty sure I could never do what they do. Um, but otherwise, to, to contact me, uh, I'm always at uh, twitter.com slash Morris and um, bloggingconcentrated.com and our our forum where we talk about these kinds of issues all the time. It's called Free Weekly Mastermind on Facebook. And you can find some of John's other guests like uh, Leslie Samuel there hanging out, answering great questions, providing providing more great insight into the to the world of the online online momentum. I love Leslie. He is such the man. And Dan, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com. Just type Dan into our search bar and his show notes page with all of this will pop right up. And Dan, thank you for being so, so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks a lot, man. This is great. Appreciate it greatly. Fire Nation, your two favorite teams come head-to-head for the biggest game of the year. You're waiting to hear what time it's at, and then it happens. It's when you're on your way to the airport. Good thing you've got Slingbox. It's your whole at-home TV experience live, right on your favorite mobile device, available wherever you are. Slingbox has a special offer for you, Fire Nation. Go to slingbox.com slash fire and get $50 off plus free shipping. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 